Many have tried, many have failed, and she's one of them. It's Fitless with Bianca Brady. We're going. Hello. Hi. Welcome back to Fitless. It's me, your host, Bianca Brady, back in Studio 2L, which is also doubles as my bedroom. It's cool. Really cool. (laughs) Really cool. Um, Today, I am joined by actor, comedian, Liz Glazer. Hi. Welcome, Liz. Hi, Bianca. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm really excited about being here because we discussed podcasting right when we met. Yeah, we did. And so... And I know, I mean, I know you're a big podcast listener. Big podhead. Yeah. 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 Um, I just got nervous that the microphones weren't both on. Oh. But they are. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's great to just talk about just it. Just check in. Totally. Um, I got nervous. Well, I woke up nervous today. Okay. Well, let me just start by yeah. saying... That today has been a real comedy of errors. I believe that's getting correct. here, yeah, <laughs> and getting this done. Yeah, um, I don't think I've ever sat on a train for that long, and I was really breathing through it. Particularly when that lady sitting next to me, she kept bumping you, bumping. Yeah, and it's like I, I mean, I struggle with that sort of thing where me too. a lady was bumping me on the other side. I saw that, but let's go back. Let's take it back to the beginning. So me and Liz Mm -hmm. today, we went in air quotes to soul cycle. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but what had happened was (laughs) I signed us up and then I got there early Mm -hmm. Mm 7am. I was like, uh, But um, I was on bike 12 and Liz was going to be on bike 11 and then the door closed. Yeah. (laughs) She she wasn't there. I wasn't there. And um, I was was excited to go. Mm -hmm. I had full intention of going. um, And... I woke up at 7.02. I saw your text from 6.40 (laughs) that said you were early and and felt horrible. But then... Yeah, I don't want you to feel horrible. No, and I appreciate it. And I also did want to do... I mean, there was an episode of Girls that I remember... um, I don't remember what season it was, but it was when she was meeting with that, like, person who was the editor who was going to like publish her book. Okay. And she was late for a meeting. And then he's like, you know, like he was telling the story of how she was late and he was like, and then Hannah did the whole like apologizing thing where she apologizes so much that like, it's annoying, (laughs) you know, like where she just like over apologizes and like erases herself out of existence by the apology. And so I wanted to convey how sorry I was because I was. Of course. But also not like overdo it. And also I was like, okay, let me figure out how to move forward in this moment. Right. And I was like, well, I do think that we could still record, but of course you're the creative director (laughs) here. And, you know, so it's not my decision, but like we've done soul cycle probably on bikes 11 and 12 even. Um, 
which I had thought about when you booked those um, in our lives before. Sure. So I, yeah. having having said that, mm-hmm. tell the people listening yeah. a little bit about your exercise journey yeah. throughout your life. Sure. Thank you for asking it that way. <laughs> um, well, so I I started doing Soul Cycle. Um, seriously on November 9th of 2014, which was just a couple months after you and I met. Yes. Um, and got really into it. And I think the reason that I got really into it was twofold. One, I am motivated a lot by crushes and I definitely had, you know, something that would fall into the crush category on the instructor who's now, you know, a friend and sure. not someone who I would consider in that category in my right. life anymore in, in a positive way. Um, but that was like what I needed in the moment to get there, you mm-hmm. know, like for my health, like there's a, a slogan in recovery. I was telling you on the train w- where we were for many, many right. minutes. So basically mm-hmm. timeline recap. Yeah. I get to Soul Cycle at around six forty. I'm the first one there. <laughs> I'm feeling a little awkward. Yeah. I'm like, I'm probably gonna mess up the locker because the combination is a little tricky. I'm probably gonna be outed as a complete fraud before this even begins. Mm-hmm. So that's where my head's at. And then I just sort of put my shoes on. Was waiting for Liz. Liz didn't make it, which was fine because I was sort of laughing like this is going to be funny. Yeah, <laughs> And then um, did the class and then met up with Liz outside of the class. And the class was also taught by someone named Liz. No. It wasn't? Oh, Eve. I thought it, oh, okay. Never mind. Have you had her? No, but okay. I've heard good things. So then we get on the train to come back here and the train just doesn't move. It's yeah. more like a very long couch that we're all (laughs) sitting on and it's not that comfortable. Yeah. Everybody else is like late for something super important and we just sit there. We're getting bumped. We, we, anyway, long story long, Mm -hmm. we were on the train for a while and Mm -hmm. then I was starving. We got some food, but we made it here. Yeah. So what, what were we talking about? Your exercise journey. How'd you, how did you, exercise throughout your life like when you were young well or? I I played tennis when I was young mm-hmm. um but I that was the theme of your yeah. bat mitzvah it was what? thanks right? for remembering mm-hmm. Liz's Invitational <laughs> <laughs> November 24th 1991 um it was but I always you would mention thinking about yourself as a fraud which I would say is like a general thing for me too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even like the introduction, like you're like actor, comedian, which it's, it's maybe interesting. I don't know. But like, I think that I take on those labels a little more readily than I ever would take on the law professor ones. Right. Yeah. Um, Liz used to be a law professor. Yeah. And she will give you legal advice, but she (laughs) doesn't want to. So don't ask. (laughs) But I will. But she will. Yeah. Um, so... (laughs) 
Uh, I mean, for friends and stuff. I, I don't yeah, like. Not for I don't, you people. I don't want to. <laughs> and it's not something that I like advertise. Uh, whatever. Right. It's the opposite. So because you're not supposed to advertise legal services. So that's why I said that. What about 1-800-LAWYERS? You can. There's, But there is. I don't remember exactly what the rule is. But there's like rules relating to what kinds of things oh. you can advertise and not according to the bar. Oh. And it's like part of the legal ethics bar that you have to take. And huh. I just, I don't remember the actual rule, but it's like something to be careful around. Okay. Uh, so that's why I clarified. Cause I still have like a lawyer inside of me um, that will never leave. <laughs> but uh, I started exercising. Yeah. So tennis growing up, but that, mm-hmm. that made me feel like a fraud because I felt like I was never, I was never like actually that good, but I was able to teach. Mm -hmm. And I feel like similar to my journey as a lawyer, I don't, I don't perceive that I was like that good at being a lawyer, but I taught law and I thought I was good at teaching law and I thought I was good at teaching tennis. Right. Um, and it's like, you know, there is that, like those who can't teach and, um, and maybe that was the case in my situation. I have no idea. Um, but I thought I was good at teaching and I, I don't think I was horrible at playing tennis or horrible at being a lawyer. I think there were aspects of me that were good. Right. But I just like, it wasn't like, Oh, well I've like mastered this game. Right. So I might as well give back, mm-hmm. you know? Um, cause I've just got like so much knowledge flowing out of me. It was, it was that I wanted to, I like explaining things. Yeah. Um, so, but like with the actor comedy stuff, I feel like there's more of a natural, like, oh yeah, I guess I do do that. Um, but meanwhile, like, you know, with that stuff, like with, with saying I was a lawyer or a law professor, I would have been able to say lots of like credits, yeah. but I just didn't say anything most of the right. time. Whereas like with being an actor comedian, I'm very ready to like say that I am those things. And then the next thing is like, okay, so what are you in? And I'm like, mm, nothing. <laughs> um, <laughs> You but know. you are very on uh, all over the map in terms of mm-hmm. New York City. Yeah, sure. You know, I mean, if you want to see Liz perform, you can. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So that's something. Totally. I that's, like it. Thanks. Um, so yeah. So going back, I just want to make sure to answer your question again because right. of the lawyer. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I started playing tennis, but then I I never had like a weight thing growing up, um, like a problem or whatever. But then when I was 15, I started gaining weight and I was like, Oh shit. Like, what do I do for this? Like the, you know, (laughs) and cause I wasn't taking tennis lessons. I was like really into school Mm -hmm. at that time and school was getting hard. Yeah. And I was like always really pressure filled, Mm-hmm. And I could end the sentence there, but like particularly pertaining to school mm-hmm. and actually part of, I think the reason that I didn't advance as much as I don't know, maybe I could have in tennis is that like, you know, my parents were always like school is first. Right. Um, so like if something's going to get in the way of school, you're just not doing it. Right. Sure. Um, not going to be tennis. Right. Exactly. So, or like acting or anything that right. I do now right. would all have been the stuff that I wouldn't have paid attention to at that right. time. So, so anyway, but, um, but so I started 
gaining weight when I was 15. And I remember, um, they used to have, it was, uh, and I'm 37 years old, which I mentioned because of what I'm about to say, which, so before Craigslist, before the internet, there was this channel on television and it was channel three on my parents, like cable. Mm -hmm. And it was called swap and shop. And what swap and shop was, was like this computer screen that looked like Telnet or DOS or whatever. Um, and it had, you know, like those computer gr- font letters uh-huh. that said swap and shop on the top. And then there were these rotating ads of people selling stuff like two towns over. Whatever. I think I know where you're going with this. And so, <laughs> so, and it was like three of them per probably like 15 minute chunk. Right. You know? And so I, I always did stuff like, even from an early age that I found soothing and I, cause I've always been anxious. Right. And, um, and so I would do things like roam the aisles of CVS in town or watch swap and shop right. for an hour. Sure. I used to watch infomercials. Me too. Similarly. Huh. And we never connected about that. I've seen the one that. for proactive that mm. they played. Mm, I don't know. I've maybe watched it six times in a row. Once. Yeah. Anyway, they get better. That's the thing as you watch them more times. I do want that. Yeah. Right. Anyway. So you're watching money and energy. Yeah. I'm watching swap and shop. That's the formula. I know. Yeah. And it's like, um, I think I have a problem, which is cool because I know exactly how to solve it. And if I call right now, I can get a bunch of other free shit that I don't need. Yeah. Special offer. Yeah. Yeah. Today only. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So I never heard of Swap and Shop before though. Well, That's I think it was like cool. pretty local. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. And so um so there was this couple, I mean, you know, family whatever in Bergenfield, New Jersey, which was like 10 minutes away, mm-hmm. who was selling their Nordic track. And Nordic track. Yeah. I think baby. I had some money from it might have actually been from teaching tennis cuz that would have been correct in terms okay. of the timeline, but I don't remember specifically where I had the money because I, I remember it was two ninety nine. And for those of you listening at home who are part of the buying and selling of Nordic Track community, <laughs> which I I don't know that there's a community, but I do know that it's a thing because I have done it. I've bought <laughs> and sold and gotten for free and sold and given away and whatever Nordic tracks. I don't know exactly how <laughs> Since many times that faded day. Yeah, you've yeah. been yeah. in the Nordic Track. Mm-hmm. Um, Swap community. Right. right. I have one in my apartment today. (laughs) I did it on Tuesday morning. Okay. Um, So anyway, uh, so I, I, you know, went in the kitchen. I was like, mommy, can we go to this address in Bergenfield? I had to like wait for the ad to come on like three times to make sure I got all the information. Um, Can we call these people and can you drive me to get this Nordic track and I have the money and whatever. And mom was like, Okay. And so we did, and I did it, and I used to do it while watching Singled Out, um, which I don't know if you know Singled Out, but it was, well, you'll know, one of the hosts of Singled Out was Chris Hardwick. Oh. And uh, and Jenny McCarthy. Comedy's Chris Hardwick. Yeah. Um, Very cool. Yeah. So, and it was a great show. It was like a dating show. Um, Okay. And I don't remember exactly like how to explain the premise, nor does it matter. But like it was on at 11 o'clock at night on Mm -hmm. MTV. And I like did that and the Nordic track 
you know, for a summer and like came back to school junior year of high school, like hot. I mean, oh, was, damn. I thought so. And also uh-huh. I remember that um, there was this guy, John Kuehl, who um, like looked back at me. I remember, and he was like a year older and like cool. And I was not either of those things. And um, so did that Nordic track mm-hmm. time sort of in the the direct. Yeah. Corollary, corollary benefits yeah. of your time on the Nordic track seemed like it had a pretty big effect on you. It did. Um, because I mean, I, I definitely did it for the results yeah. and it didn't last. And then like what happened was, um, so that was like the summer between sophomore and junior year of high school, junior year of high school got like really hard right. in, in terms of like its intensity. I would say junior year of high school was on par with, um, law school. Wow. And my, uh, years as an associate in a law firm, as far as like how much work Whew. I did. And, and like, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think about that type of thing. Like I work a lot now. That's true. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, this is work now, right? you know, and it's like the stuff that I do feels like what I was going to say was it feels like camp. It feels like, you know, like the fun stuff, but actually that leads me to soul cycle because I was just going to see if we could circle back around. Right. So you started doing soul cycle on November 9th, 2014. Correct. Um, and that's sort of like as your career as a law professor was coming to an end. Right. Did you have one more year to go? Yeah. So that was, that was in the last year. Okay. So do you think it's the same sort of correlation where school Mm -hmm. was getting less hard because you knew you were about to be done? Yeah. And then, so you started going to Soul Cycle? I think so. I think it was like a combination of things. Like I was at a point where like I had um, known at that point, I said that I was going to retire um, cause that I left my job teaching right. law and, and it was officially a retirement. Um, and so I made that decision on February 10th of 2014. And so that means that nine months later was when I found soul cycle. And I think at that point I was like settling into the reality right. that I was like doing a new thing. And I was like, you know, I, I retired because the opportunity came about at the time that I was already, like engaged in acting and stand up and stuff like that. And so it was kind of like just this beautiful, like what is Hashem trying to tell me type of moment um, in a good way, you know, and I went with it and I feel happy about that. And, but I, I also experienced like a kind of depression, I think in that moment, because I was, I, I never have regretted the decision. Right. That's true, but I have worried about right. the decision. And I think that that kind of worry, like for me, generates, you know, the the not doing stuff that's good for me. Sure. Um, and I think that I was like in a moment maybe similar to before the Nordic track where I was like working really hard at a thing, but then like not 
taking care of myself. Right. And that's definitely an, an issue. And I, I wasn't able to, I had actually bought a Nordic track that summer. Right. Um, <laughs> From, you know, somebody in Carroll Gardens. I just Gardens. had an image of you, mm-hmm. like, with on a lawn with, like, nine Nordic tracks behind you, just trying to sell them. One day. <laughs> That's going to be. <laughs> I would, I mean, that would be a great, like, scene. But I have, I have had the, the like, you know, because sometimes I'll, um, I'll, like, imagine, like, what what kind of house would I want to live in? You know, like... Where would I put my Nordic track? Right. And like We should I'm, have a Nordic track episode. Totally. Oh, yeah. That's um, a good idea. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we need to... Okay. We need to talk about Soul Cycle. Fine. So, um, so then when I found... So th- in addition to, like, Emma's great, and I found her, like, four right. days after I started soul cycle but like the thing that was the thing about it was that it felt fun right and nordic track and i you know i'm not like going out on a limb here because the company's <laughs> out of business and they don't care it's a very effective workout it is not a very fun workout it's a great workout like what i do now when i do the nordic track is like if i have a script to memorize i'll read it on the nordic track because it's like well this will get me to sit down and focus right um or cross country ski and focus yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, but like soul cycle, I'm like, I feel like I'm in a party in my head. Well, so, okay. Well, let, let me, me do a little reading here. I, yeah. I want you to, because some people might not even know what soul cycle is. Mm-hmm. So we have to explain it to them. Okay. It's spinning, AKA stationary bikes, but this, Oh, Siri, I don't want you to know that. Siri is messing everything up. Well, I can explain it if you no, want. No, I was going oh, to read it from okay, their great. website. Okay, cool, cool. Who we are. Yeah. Our mission is to bring soul to the people. Our one-of-a-kind rock star instructors guide riders through an inspirational, meditative fitness experience that's designed to benefit the body, mind, and soul. Set in a dark, candlelit room to high-energy music, our riders move in unison as a pack to the beat and follow the signature choreography of our instructors. The experience is tribal. It's primal. It's fun. We call it a cardio party. Our riders say it's changing their lives. With every pedal stroke, our minds clear and we connect with our true and best selves, Through this shared soul experience, our riders develop an unshakable bond with one another. Friendships are made and relationships are built. In that dark room, our riders share a soul experience. (laughs) We laugh, we cry, we grow, and we do it together as a community. Co-founders Elizabeth Cutler and Julie Rice met on the best blind date ever, and immediately clicked on their shared vision to create an alternative to the fitness routines that felt like work. Together, they developed an inspiring workout that's as efficient as it is joyful, an experience that's the best part of our writer's day every day, and that has transformed their relationship to exercise. Anyone can be an athlete, a rock star, a warrior. Our writers come to us from all backgrounds, Levels of fitness and experience. Soul Cycle is for everyone. We could go on and on, but you won't believe it unless you've experienced it yourself. Our community is calling your name, so come in for a ride. 
Take your journey, change your body, find your soul. Great. So <laughs> well, let me turn it around for a sec, if that's okay. Because yeah. you in this instance were the one who did it today and I did. I did. did. Seven AM. Yeah. How was class? Honestly, not my favorite. Yeah. So here's the thing. Yeah. Soul cycle, I feel like has come to represent this kind of like fitness lifestyle yeah. where it's a little bit unrelatable mm -hmm. to people who don't do it. Mm -hmm. And soul cycle is the one that gets all like the eye rolling. It gets the lion's share of the eye rolling, <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah. from like people who aren't into it. Mm -hmm. um, and of course I was one of those people slash maybe still am one sure. of those people. But the thing about Soul Cycle is so Liz started doing it pretty soon after we met mm -hmm. and became friends and she got super into it and then took me along mm -hmm. um, to a couple classes and I was at a point in my life at that point where I had been through like a really like wacky breakup mm -hmm. and a really kind of traumatic situation. But my outside demeanor was like cool as a cucumber. Yeah. Everything's fine. Right. Um, but then I would come home and just like lie on the floor for like an hour and be like, what is happening? Yeah. So I think when I went to Soul Cycle the first few times, I was like really in this place where I needed to be in a dark room mm -hmm. and like turn my brain off. And I had some really revelatory experiences in Soul Cycle classes, like mm. those sort of cheesy things that you hear about where you're like, really, is that a cult? Right. And you know, you look on the wall of the studio and it says like, warrior. Yeah. athlete, renegade. Yeah. And you're like, seriously? Yeah. Like, eh. but I went to a theme ride one time, which was all Bruce Springsteen <laughs> songs. Yeah. And I was just crying my eyes out during mm -hmm. Jungle Land. And I felt amazing yeah. after, you know, the thing is like, I feel great right now, yeah. but the point I'm trying to make is that today's class, you know, I feel kind of better in general. Yeah. And so I was able to be more like present and sort of observe like what was going on. Yeah. And so Eve, our teacher this morning, she's great, but I feel like I didn't connect with her at all. She didn't say anything particularly inspiring. Mm -hmm. Her music choice was like pretty standard. Mm -hmm. And I just wonder, like, do you think that Soul Cycle benefits you the most? Mm -hmm. Like if you're having a hard time? I think that's and a really then, great. Because I know yeah. that you don't do it as much anymore. Right. And there are confounding variables in this equation okay. because um, so I went to Emma Lovewell's mm -hmm. classes and you know, then we, I mean, so I found I was in, as I, you know, I was in my own like transition place. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and met her and connected very intensely with her. Right. Um, and there was like, sure there was the crush element, but like it was, it was always like a, 
friendship. Like we yeah. would talk a lot and like you had met, met her. Yeah. And she's stuff. great. She's great. And she's a great person mm-hmm. and a great fitness instructor. And she's like a gazelle. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, Eve today was <sighs> so beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, she was telling us in between sort of, things that we were doing about how she was like last night I was at a shoot like a video shoot uh-huh. um and I had to run because obviously she's a fitness model sure. or something so it's like I had to run for like nine hours so we'll see how my legs are today uh-huh. obviously they were great yeah and she was super fast whatever but then she was like you know, I told them that I had to go because I had a 7 a.m. Uh-huh. And they were like, really? And she's like, and then I told him, I told them, well, I'll stay, but I want you all to be in my 7 a.m. class tomorrow. <laughs> and they were like, no, you can go. And she's like, and then they were like, are you really a soul cycle instructor? Like a real one? And everybody's kind of like, um, we're, we maybe don't care right. about, like her, it was sort of like she was doing a set and uh, it was just kind of not, work. she right. wasn't connecting with her audience. Right. Or at least not with me, because I was like, this isn't relatable. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? I, I do. was like, yeah. Yeah, you're better than me. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. I, I, I already knew that. Right. You're so beautiful. Yeah. And strong. Yeah. I want to be like you. Yeah. But. I don't know, Eve. Like right. I can't, I yeah. can't hear this right now. It's Seven a.m. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I right, and I think that that so right. So I don't do it as much anymore. I don't think it's not a dig on any particular instructor, but like there was something about Emma that I found to be really connectable and like she would say exactly the thing that I felt like I needed to hear and and specifically that like for her and she no longer teaches there right but um I guess if anyone's listening in Martha's Vineyard she does teach at a place called Evolve on the Vineyard um right and I also want to say like Mm -hmm. I love you know Eve was great I just it made me feel self-conscious, totally. which is right. when I have gone to Soul Cycle in the past, yeah. what I've really connected with is like the in the moment yeah. nature of like, just think of this moment right now yeah. and what you're doing right now and how you feel and set your intention for the class, that right. kind of stuff. Right. And so her talking about her shoot just took me out of it. And I was yeah, like, that makes sense. What are we just exercising? <laughs> are we having a soul experience? Because. Yeah. Right. That's fair. <laughs> I didn't come here just to spin. Yeah. I came here to like right. change my fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? I do know what you mean. Um, yeah. And I think, I think that, um, you know, my experience when I would take Emma's classes was that, um, and the other, the other thing was, and I think I really needed to hear this, uh, at that time in my life, particularly was like to do this because you love your body, not because you hate it. Right. And because like when I, got the Nordic track and started working out like it worked, Mm -hmm. but I hated my body. Right. And I still like, I mean, when, when I came back to school, like hot Mm -hmm. or whatever, um, 
I wouldn't say that I loved my body. I was like relieved that my body was like acceptable to show in the daylight hours was the way that I thought about it. Been there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, and I struggle more than anything with that piece. Right. And so I think like for me, you know, soul cycle, um, filled that void, you know? So I understand, um, even though that's not exactly what you were saying about, no, I think that the messaging of soul cycle is Mm -hmm. really good and I've liked it It, because it talks about power right? and you know it can get corny and but the thing that I've always said when people ask about it and I'm not a regular I've been maybe like 10 times in my life but when people ask about it's like yeah it sucks but Mm -hmm. like if for 45 minutes you're buying into this like corny self-help mm-hmm. thing in a dark room and mm-hmm. nobody knows about it, right. like that's cool. Yeah. Just go for it. Yeah. And then yeah. leave and roll your eyes right. and like eat carbs and talk about how hard it is and right. how dumb it is. And yeah. like connect, you can connect on both levels. Yeah. You can connect. It's sort of like reminds me of like, if you have your first day of something mm-hmm. and they do those getting to know you games mm. and the only reason why anybody gets to know one another is bonding over how much they hate the getting to know you games. Yeah, but it still works. So it works. Right. You know, we're right. like putting a hula hoop like over our head and under our feet in that circle yeah. thing. Have you ever done that? I, I don't know. I've done that. Two truths and a lie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. In any event, that's yeah. how Soul Cycle feels to me. It's like, ugh, I know, right? But then you go in there and you're like, yes, yeah, I love it. Yeah, and and that was like that was a big thing for me was like getting in that moment mm-hmm. um, because like the Nordic track never was that. I was always like, okay, so I'm watching Singled Out, or even now I'm memorizing lines. I'm like not in my body, not right. in the moment, and it's hard for me because I don't naturally like my body right. to, and but as a result of that, I challenge myself to like do stuff or maybe challenge isn't even the right word. It's like, I'll sign up to do stuff that, that puts me in a position of having to think about my body, right? Or, you know, try and be in my body. And so like, you know, acting stuff and then like the, the naked stand up thing. Oh, yeah. Um, Oof. <laughs> and, but like that kind of thing is not something that I'm like, oh yeah, well I love my body. So like NBD. Right. But, um, but rather the opposite, you know? Right. Um, but like maybe interestingly, like I, like I had this joke over the summer. It's not like a stage joke or whatever, just sort of like a joke to myself where, um, I kept getting, uh, acting stuff that would come up that required me to be in my underwear. And so, and it was like, the joke was that I would be in, you know, a rehearsal for like the next thing. And then the director's like, you know what? I have an idea (laughs) for wardrobe on this. What do you think about, I don't know, just like just your underwear. And I'm like, <laughs> again, great, great thought. <laughs> like, I don't know what is on me right. that projects that that's what I'm supposed to be told. Right. Because, you know, I don't have like, like, I feel like my body type is brave. 
you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) um, where like, like that, thank you, where I take off my shirt and people are just like, bravo. And it's, (laughs) it's like, it's like, I, I wouldn't say, I mean, I wouldn't say that I'm fat or not fat or whatever. I'm just like me. Yeah. And, but I've been body shamed in my life. Yes. And I probably like assuming that my career goes in the way that I want it to go, I will be body shamed in the future. Right. And so like, it's an interesting kind of thing for me. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's really, I think, important maybe in your life Mm -hmm. if you have sort of that feeling of like as because I've had this before where Mm -hmm. you're like I'm sorry you have to look at my body I have that all the time school or work or people in the street like Mm -hmm. ugh, I'm I know yeah I know I'm I'm really sorry so taking that feeling and like going to a class like soul cycle or doing really any kind of exercise where you're daring your brain to think about your body for a prescribed period of time. Yeah. It's like, it can be helpful. I think so. Because the confidence piece for me came Mm -hmm. relatively soon where it's not like I necessarily looked any different but I was like, you know, standing up straighter and like right. wearing clothes that were more revealing. And like, I don't wear, I mean, I guess like for, you know, on stage and stuff, I've, I mean, I don't know, like I have a headshot and a bra and I'm glad that I have that because I feel like that's a thing, yeah. you know, like I, I'm in just a bra, like not infrequently. Um, and there's that, but like, it's not natural. And that's like why I do it. But like, in a way it's, I mean, I'm still at the phase of like, I wish that my abs were visible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and saying otherwise would be a lie. Right. But that's also something like I'm, I'm still going to take my shirt off even if they're not visible. And that's the thing that, you know, is, is challenging, but also is like, I mean, I don't really have like much of an audience now. Right. Um, but I know that I've been affected when people have taken off their shirts and like Lena Dunham going back to the girl's reference from Mm -hmm. before. I mean, I think that the work that she's done around that specifically is, amazing Mm -hmm. because you know like she she is sexy and she is beautiful and she's like brave and all those things but also it's just like she's real like that's really what she looks like and if she's not wearing a shirt that's real too because people don't wear shirts sometimes in their lives and um and so you know, that, like, I think for me, it took soul cycle to feel sexy no matter what, you know, to feel entitled to feel sexy. 
Yeah, um, that's whereas, cool. yeah, before I thought like, well, I need to like have the right body in order before, before some yeah. guy's going to look at me. And like the reality is it's like, no. Right. You know? All right. Well, here's a question. Yeah. This is how we end this segment, Fine. by the way. Um, I think I know the answer, but the question is, would you go back to Soul Cycle? Well, not at 7 a.m. <laughs> um, but I used to get up for Emma's 6 in the morning. Yeah. 6 a.m. Um, and uh, yeah, I would go back to Soul Cycle. Um, I think that it's, I love that it's there in those moments. Like, like if there is a breakup, if there is a hard moment, like yeah. knowing that I could go, like the NoHo studio for me is right around a lot of stuff that I end up doing in right. my life. And like, the fact that there's like a 4.30 p.m. class that I could go to right. and feel better right. after 45 minutes, I like knowing that that's yeah. there. Cool. Yeah. And the next question, would you recommend it to a friend? Yeah, I do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I would. Even just for people who are kind of like naysayers to... Just get, just experience it and see what you think. Yeah. You know, don't like, because, yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff about it, you know? Right. Like, we can be honest about that. Sure, yeah. But why not? And it is expensive. It is expensive, yeah. It's $35 right. for one class. Yeah, I'm glad they credited your account. They did credit my account. <laughs> um, okay, so mm-hmm. last segment, mm-hmm. it's a game. Oh, fun. The game is, does this count as exercise? Okay. The topic today for you, Liz Glazer, karaoke. Mm. What yeah. do you think? Well, so I would say that pre-voice training, the answer was always Well, the answer was once I got into my body and performing, Mm -hmm. so not always, but once I got that piece like a little more comfortable, but pre-voice training, I was like a mess every time I sang, you know, like just like sweat and whatever. (laughs) And then when I got voice training, okay. which like I never knew. I mean, when I was growing up, I was like, well, if you either have a good voice or you don't mm-hmm. and like, what would you learn? Right. You know? And that's completely false, which I now understand. And like, it's very possible to like train your breath so that you can actually hit notes and right. not like freak your whole body out. Right. Um, but now like, what would care? So if karaoke was to be a workout, which songs would be a workout? Um, okay. So I would say there are a couple of categories. So one is like, if I'm going to sing greatest love of all yes, and I'm going to go for it with like oh, that, yeah, baby. that bridge. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a workout. <laughs> but then I, you know, I think, and I'm like, well, that means that I need even more voice training, which like, right. I mean, okay. I imagine- so you're saying for like that, casual karaoke Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. But for the professional. Right. I think y- y- the point just is to another not, day at work. Yeah. Like in a good way. Right. You know, but then the other, the other would be if the song 
you know, is like a, like I'm trying to, I don't know, like a queen song Mm. or something, um, would be an example of this, that like, even if you're trained and so like, you're not killing your chords, um, it would still be a workout because like the point is for the song to be a workout. Um, yeah. I like it. Thanks. So if anybody out there doesn't want to go to soul cycle because it's expensive mm-hmm. and you don't care about stationary bikes mm-hmm. and you hate fitness models, then <laughs> just go to karaoke. What's really funny is that the thing, so the first plan of my day today that I missed was soul cycle. The second, the last plan rather of my day today is I have tentative karaoke plans Hell yeah. that I'm going to cancel. All right. Yeah. So that's fitting that's that that was cool. Yeah. We've come full circle. I think so. Well, yeah. that's the end of the show. I loved being on it. Thank you so much for having um, me. Thank you for Sorry coming. Sorry for missing. No, I thought it was really funny. Mm-hmm. It was like I left a bike for Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but not really. Right. Um, okay. So mm-hmm. I just want to do a couple quick shout outs. I want to thank Dan because he's doing this like cool intro thing mm-hmm. that you haven't heard, but Thanks, that's Dan. pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank Bill Wadman. I love Bill Wadman. That guy, okay, without Bill Wadman, I would just be talking into my hairbrush, looking in the mirror. <laughs> Podcasting. Because he's done basically everything tech wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, he's like, he's amazing. I mean, yeah, you know, pour one out for Bill Wadman. Right. Even though he's alive. Yeah. Um, thank God. So that's that. like the wrong thing to say, but yeah, thanks yeah. Bill. Thanks Bill. Thanks to Eve today. I yeah. feel amazing. Mm-hmm. I feel really like blissed out for the rest of the day. I'm amazing. sure. Yeah. Thanks to Liz. Thanks Bianca. And Thank you for listening. I love you. I love you. Bye-bye. I love you. Bye-bye.